voice of fame. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Peach Basket. Up to date sports. Welcome back. We are the Peach Basket voice of the fan and home of fan experts. We exist to amplify the voice of passionate basketball fans worldwide. Tonight, we continue our preview of the 2021-22 NBA season with the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, this is normally where I would introduce whoever it was that was going to do this preview with me. But uh, unfortunately, it's just me. Um, That's not to say we don't cover the Clippers. We do. Um, our lead writer for the Clippers uh, last season, Stu, did a phenomenal job uh, consistently covering every game. Um, and uh, our hope is that he joins us again this season. But I don't know. Um, one of the things you know that I might get a chance to do tonight that I haven't gotten a chance to do prior, uh, because it's just me, is maybe talk to you, to you all a little bit about our process um, one of the things we like to do is we like to kind of take every season in and of itself. So every season we bring on contributors and we ask them kind of for a one-year commitment. So we kind of sign them to a one-year deal and, and we ask them to you know cover that team for that season. Um, we are gathering our team for the 2021-22 season, just like, well, I shouldn't say just like all the NBA teams are, they're done. We're still doing it. Um, so if you're watching this and you're a Clippers fan, um, please reach out. Uh, you should be able to find a link on our website, uh, thepeachbasket.net. Let us know um, that you have an interest in uh, writing about, covering, talking about the Los Angeles Clippers. And uh, boy, I would love to connect with you. Until then, it's me. I'm going to talk Clippers basketball with you. Um I am from the LA area. I have covered the Clippers in the past for other sites. Uh, I do feel like I know them pretty well. So I'm going to do the best job I can sharing this information with you. We're going to follow the same process we did with our other previews. First off, we're going to talk about who has been added to the Clippers this season. Um, The Clippers are interesting in that they didn't make a lot of big moves. Um, I think most of the big moves might have happened in the Eastern Conference. Um, not a whole lot of movement um, in LA. The Clippers really, the the success of their offseason wasn't that they brought in, you know, some big names, but rather that they kept their big names. Um, guys like Reggie Jackson, guys like Nicholas Batum, uh, these guys came back, uh, which, you know, we weren't sure was going to happen. Um, so that's really the big story for the Clippers. They kept their core together. And in this league, that continuity matters. Uh, you saw that, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, kind of didn't, didn't do that. You could argue they kept their core, LeBron and AD, but they changed just about everything else. So two different things going on um, in, the, in, in, in L.A. basketball. Who's in for the Lakers? Well, Eric Bledsoe is the big one. He's the biggest name. Uh, that came in, um, former Clippers player, wasn't drafted by them, but played with them his rookie year after trade um, with the Thunder, who he was originally drafted by. Uh, Eric Bledsoe is a solid player. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about him um, as we go along. I- I'm only going to 
talk about kind of the, the, the bigger names. Um, there were a few other players that were brought on that, that I'll leave out, but Eric certainly is the big one. Uh, Brandon Boston was, um, was uh, drafted. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, um, at 23 listed as seven foot. Interestingly, he's listed as a power forward, uh, but he he plays kind of like a center. Uh, of course, the center position in today's NBA is is not what it used to be. It uh, doesn't necessarily mean if you're a center that you're going to go down low like Kareem used to or Daryl Dawkins used to. Uh, you uh, OGs know what I'm talking about. The center position today, I mean, plays behind the line, behind the three-point line. Um, but what's interesting about Hartenstein's game is he does uh, protect the rim. Uh, last season, 17 minutes of play on average for the Cavs. He averaged 1.2 blocks. So this is a guy who can defend. He can score. He actually led the Clippers in scoring in the last preseason game against Dallas. Uh, so he's an interesting piece. Um, and, and I think it's interesting that they brought in not only him, but also Harry Giles, uh, another big guy listed just under seven foot at 6'11", listed as a center, though, odd, center slash power forward. Less of a rim protector, but really good offensively. So, you know, we've got kind of a little bottleneck at the center position, but there's a reason for that. And we'll talk about it. The other big addition was Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow came out with some fanfare, never really, you know, never really got to where people thought he should be. Um, maybe this is a breakout year. You know, we, we have seen some players that kind of floundered for a year or two and then had a breakout. Uh, they might be the, the year for Justice Winslow. Sometimes, uh, and I was talking to somebody about this, and I can't remember who. I, I wish I could. I, I would give him credit. But we were talking about how sometimes it's it's not the player, but it's the player plus the system, right? The right player in the wrong system isn't going to excel. Right player in the right system is going to excel. And maybe Harry, uh, pardon me, uh, Justice hasn't found the right system yet. And maybe that's what's going to happen in L.A. He'll certainly get his time. I think he's going to get a good look. And he should be uh, a, a regular contributor with some regular consistent minutes off the bench. Now, every time there's people coming in, there's people leaving. Um, let me r- rattle them off to you first, and then we'll talk about them. Uh, Patrick Beverly, DeMarcus Cousins, Yoki Farrell, uh, Patrick Patterson, and Rajon Rondo. Um, Pat Bev is, is going to hurt. Um, not because you, you look at his numbers and you really don't see a whole lot there. I think Clippers fans really know what Patrick Beverly brought to that team. And any team who's had Pat Bev on their team knows what he brings to the team. And anybody who's not had Pat Bev on, on your team, you know what it's like to hate the guy. Um, he, he's an intense basketball player. I think, you know, he's, he, he's, he's an energizer. And I think that's what the Clippers are going to miss more than anything. He would come into the game, uh, you know, just lock down somebody and just get pumped up and it would pump up the crowd. It would pump up the team and that energy counts for something that matters. And I don't think anybody's going to replace that. You're not going to replace Patrick, you, you'll replace Patrick Beverly's numbers. You're not going to replace Patrick Beverly's energy. Um, and, and that could be a problem uh, for the Clippers. DeMarcus Cousins, you know, sad to see how his career likely, you know, has ended. Um, I don't know that it's going to end. He might get picked up again. Um, but this was a guy who was just all world. Um, and then just, you know, injuries happen. It's unfortunate. Um, Yogi Ferrell, I thought, had a really good impact. Um, the few minutes he played uh, last season, I thought that they might uh, keep him. They decided not to. 
Uh, Pat Pat, uh, he, he's an interesting dude, but the thing about Pat Pat is he would come in and he, he, he'd, hit a, he'd hit a big three and then another one and then another one. He was a good streaky shooter. Um, but uh, the Clippers decided not to, or to move on, or I think Patrick decided to move on from the Clippers. Rajon Rondo is, 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 is tough. I think Clippers fans have a hard time with that because they gave up Lou Williams to get him. Uh, and the Clippers rolled the dice there. The, the money lined up, if I remember correctly, it was $8 million each for, for, for uh, Rajon Rondo um, and Lou Williams. So the, you know, the salaries counted or matched. Um, Lou Williams kind of got a little torched um, season prior to last defensively the Clippers knew that going into this season's uh, last season's playoff they wanted somebody different uh they thought Rondo would be it they wanted playoff Rondo they did not get playoff Rondo um and so it hurts um because they ended up just losing Lou Williams um which is unfortunate and I think you know Clipper fans have a hard time with that Uh, but those are the guys that are out when you look at the people that are out and the people that are in, I think, you know, the, the Clippers certainly, I don't think got any better or got any worse. Necess- pardon me, necessarily, you know, they, they're where they were last season. And and when you look at how close they got um, to, to being in the finals, um, I don't think anybody's going to argue that if Kawhi Leonard wasn't healthy, that the, the Clippers wouldn't have made it to the finals. I, I, I think that's pretty self-evident, but you know, Every team has a what if story. Every team does. Um, they don't matter um, because every team has them and injuries happen. But the Clipper team is good. The Clippers team last season was good. This Clipper team is assembled is good. Um, it, it, it's, it's just going to see, we're going to have to see how things play out uh, for injury wise and everything else. But that's who's in, that's who's out. I think the biggest impact uh, from the People coming in, it's got to be Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe has to make an impact. Um, he was mentored by CP3 when he was with the Clippers before. He has to really channel CP3 as much as possible for the Clippers this season. He's got to be tough defensively. He's got to shoot good. Uh, you know, not great. He's got to shoot good. Uh, he's got to hit the big shots when he gets them. He's got to limit his turnovers. Um, what Concerns me about Bledsoe is he has been a starter pretty much the entirety of his career. Um, after you know his first couple of seasons in the league, um, you know ninety nine out of hundred times he started. I think he missed you know one game. He came off the bench one game last season. Is he going to be okay? You know, being a bench guy, um, being the first uh, point guard off the bench is is sometimes that messes with your head. I don't know if he's going to be okay with that. I don't have any reason to believe he won't. But that's going to be an interesting concern. If he can accept that, he's going to be, you know, top tier, maybe a mid to top tier point guard coming off the bench for the Clippers, which is going to be really, really, really uh, helpful for that second unit. Um, Of course, Reggie Jackson will likely be the starter. Uh, The biggest loss, I mentioned it already, is Pat Bev. Um, Again, not his numbers, but that energy. Um, it'll be really interesting to see if somebody on this team um, as constructed is going to be able to match that energy somehow, some way. Um, so those are the starters, or pardon me, those are the uh, people that are out, the people that are in. Um, let's talk now about the Clipper ceiling. Uh, I've asked everybody this question, right? What's the very best that can happen? Um, 
the Clippers are interesting because they have a big unknown. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is out. Um, there's been some rumbling that, you know, he, he he's ahead of schedule. We hear that all the time. I don't think that it means anything with Kawhi and the Clippers. They were both, you know, kind of famously quiet about things like that. So I don't know that any of that thing, any of that news matters, but we are hearing it. He might come back early. He might not. Who knows? Here's the thing. If Kawhi can come in and play 20 games before the playoffs start, get his legs, get his timing, get into shape. The Clippers are finals favorites. I I, I just, I, I just don't see how that team with Kawhi, I mean, and I'm talking a healthy Kawhi with 20 games under his belt, how that team can't, you know, be a, a favorite to, to, uh, to win the West and play in the finals. They proved it last season, right? They played without Kawhi and they came so close. Um, you add a healthy Kawhi, this team is is absolutely dangerous. Uh, without him, and 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 maybe even without those twenty games, they'll be hard pressed, right, to match uh, the Western Conference final appearance. Um, the West is interesting in that it's been tough for a long time. I don't know that it got a lot tougher this season. I think the East got a lot tougher than the West this season. But um, as far as the ceiling goes, uh, it really depends on Kawhi. Um, and we'll get to that a little bit when I talk about my, my bold prediction. So concern. Now, this one's interesting. I think it's interesting anyway. Um, you know, you, you take injuries aside because that's a concern for everybody across the board. But I have a concern about Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard um, is a phenomenal shooter. I mean, he shoots over 40% from three. He's just absolutely incredible. Last season for this for the Clippers, though, he, he just – I don't, he wasn't consistent, um, and it was troublesome because the year before that with Detroit, he averaged 15.8 points, almost 16 points a game, and he and four assists. He didn't come close to those numbers. Now, admittedly, uh, with L.A., he didn't have the same um, playing time. He didn't have the same minutes. Uh, but you you see what's what's possible for somebody like Luke Kennard. And I think if he if he starts showing some consistency, he's going to get more minutes. And it's one of those things where you know what comes first, right? The chicken or the egg? I mean, am I going to get more minutes, or am I going to earn the minutes? Do I, you know, but I need the minutes to to show that I can earn them. It's it's tough, and I get that. But Luke Kennard has to progress. Um, I think he you know he will likely be the first shooting guard off the bench. Um, him and Eric Bledsoe, you know, if they can connect, if they can play well together, if Luke Kennard can shoot his 40% again and do it with some consistency and come close to those 15 points, uh, that would be huge. Um, a lack of progress from Luke Kennard could be a problem. Um, so it's a concern. I and mean, I think Luke Kennard has got to take that step up. Um, and uh, hopefully he does. He seems like a, you know, a genuinely nice guy guy uh and a really good player so that's who's new that's who's out we talked um the ceiling the concern now i want to give you a bold prediction again we did this for everybody i'm gonna i'm gonna hold myself uh accountable as well so bold prediction the west is strong but like i said before i don't think it's it got stronger this season really i i the east got pretty strong um, and I know, you know, a lot of pieces just kind of moved around, but uh, you know, there's some really good teams in the East. Atlanta, um, I think, proved to themselves that they can be very, very good last season. They 
were last season what the Suns were two seasons ago in the bubble when they went eight and zero. Next season they come back. Of course they added CP3, but they make it to the finals. Um, I think that's the Atlanta Hawks now. They're good and they know it. Um, Philly's a bit of a mystery. Uh, Milwaukee's the defending champs. Uh, Boston. Uh, we talked Boston yesterday, and I think they're going to be a solid team. The Heat um, brought in Kyle Lowry. They're going to be solid. So a lot of the Eastern teams got really, really good. In the West, there wasn't a whole lot of movement. Um, we've got mysteries in the West. I think the Warriors are a mystery. How are they going to do while they hold down the fort until about December when Clay Thompson comes back? They're a mystery. The Lakers, I think, are a bit of a mystery. Uh, they brought in some phenomenal players, but you know they are a little older, which in and of itself doesn't really matter uh, to me. I think if you have older players, you have smarter players. Of course, injuries a bigger concern, but how that's all going to mesh together, we just don't know. Oh, and forgive me, I got I got a call out. I was talking Lakers, got a call out Chicago, who also got better in the East, in large part because of players like Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball. You can see how I got there after talking to Lakers. Uh, but the Lakers are a bit of a mystery. Um, you know, the Warriors, I mentioned them. The Nuggets and the Jazz are going to be good because they're good. Um, and, and I think they're going to be solid. But you look at the West, and I don't really see a dominant team. I think the Lakers are going to struggle a little bit to get that consistency off, uh, you know, from, from the get-go. I, you know, the Warriors, I think, are going to struggle a little bit, just kind of like they did last season. They're the same team until they get Clay back. Then it'll be interesting. Um, so I think the teams that are going to really do well are teams like the Nuggets and the Jazz that have been together for a while. I think they'll come out of the gate strong. And the Clippers are in that group. They're, cons- you know, they've got the same core. Uh, they know each other. There's no worries about chemistry or, or gelling. Um, they're going to play well. Um so my bold prediction, I think the Clippers are going to uh, make it to the Western Conference Final again, uh, two two seasons in a row, um, and that's you know with a, with a, without Kawhi, I think this team is 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 strong enough to do that. You, know, you bring in Kawhi, um, then you're looking at a Finals championship or at least an opportunity. Um, the Clippers are flying under the radar this season, and I think that's okay with them. Uh, I think think they're going to be good this season. Uh, Mental note to silence my phone next time I do this. That's the Clippers preview from my perspective. I appreciate your time. Once again, if you are interested in the Clippers, uh, you're watching this, we might have some opportunities for you. Quite honestly, any team. Um, we covered about 15 of the 30 uh, NBA teams last season. We want to cover them all this season. And we're we're about three quarters of the way there. If you have an interest, uh, if you are passionate about basketball, if you are the guy or girl that friends come to and ask about, you know, uh, NBA news, uh, you are somebody we want to talk to. Uh, we're the Peach Basket. We are voice of the fan, home of fan experts, and we mean this sincerely when we say we exist to amplify the voice of passionate basketball fans worldwide. That's why we're here, to give people like you, people like me, a voice, an opportunity to write basketball, talk basketball, uh, connect uh, around basketball. That's why we exist. That's why we're here. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Uh, next up, 
I'm not sure. We haven't scheduled anything yet, but we do have the Sixers. We have the Bulls. We have the Hornets. We have the Magic. All on tap for next week. Schedule TBD. Appreciate you taking the time to listen. We'll talk again soon. Sports, post game reports, debates and play by play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone a man up, you can ask Peach Basket. The Peach Basket coming to an on air. The Peach Basket where the news begins. We're dropping news like we're in the stands. Creative views from the average fans. The 